0: You're listening to The Holistic Spaces Podcast, brought to you by Mindful Design Feng Shui School. Episode 258, Feng Shui Qi Forecast for January 2024. Welcome to episode 258 of The Holistic Spaces Podcast, where we hope to inspire, educate, and empower you to create your own holistic spaces that nurture and resonate with you. Angie Cho and Laura Morris are the founders of The Mindful Design Feng Shui School. We teach Feng Shui online at mindfuldesignschool.com. We teach a Feng Shui certification program. We're open for enrollment right now. And we also have different workshops available from time to time. We have one available right now. The best way to find out and to be included in our free workshops and giveaways and different opportunities is to join our mailing list so you can join our mailing list by visiting mindfuldesignschool.com slash join or you can scroll down on your podcast app and opt in there so we hope we'll see you in your inbox so before we get started on our first forecast of the year we wanted to let you know about one of our programs we have available laura you want to
1: tell them about it yeah, we're doing the the New Year's Reset Package. We do it every year. We've done it for several years now. A lot of you have been doing it every year. So we welcome in the Year of the Dragon in February, but we have the package available now. And when you join, you get a whole bunch of great materials and videos and and audios to help you reset and prepare for the new year. And then you get to join us on February the 10th, for a nice workshop where we go through all of the animals and it is our celebration. So we do a, a lovely meditation, visualization to prepare for this new energy. And we talk talk about all the different elements of that, of the new year, of the new dragon year. So it's gonna be a fun. If you haven't joined us before, be sure to check it out. There'll be a link in the show notes and it is dragon year is the promo code because we will give you 50% off to our listeners and we forgot to say happy new year happy new year everyone well that's a way of saying happy new year get 50% off happy new year
0: happy new year
1: yes yeah, so we're starting our new year with our january chi monthly chi forecast we do this every month we get a lot of great feedback on this monthly podcast series that we've been doing for quite, quite a number of years now. So we start by talking about the energy of the month and by looking at solar terms as well, which is the Chinese solar terms, as well as talking about the full moon so and other tidbits and treats so that we can get a sense of what the energy of the month is shaping up to be. And then either Angie or I, we do a reading. And today I am doing a tarot card reading. So we alternate months. So this month it's me and I will be doing a tarot card reading. But I will also begin by talking about the energy of the month. So January, there's two solar terms in each month. And for January, the solar terms are called minor cold and great cold. And minor cold will take place on January the 5th. And minor cold is... Again, this is the start of the calendar year for the Gregorian calendar, and it is where we've passed the winter solstice. So there's a tiny bit of yang chi that's slowly building, and it's just very, very gradually building. But the earth is still really hard. Everything is still pretty frozen. In some climates, it's frozen solid. So each of us is kind of experiencing what we would consider deep winter, and it's a, actually a pretty important time. This month is a pretty important time. We get quite a bit of snow. If you live in a place that gets snow or a rainy season in a more temperate climate um, in the northern hemisphere, this is an important time because the snow, that snow melt and the snow that melt that will happen in the season, the amount of snow we get now will really determine the water levels in spring and summer. So this snow and uh, snow season is really important. And then January 20th, we move into great cold and great cold is just what it sounds like. It's a pretty rough time (laughs) for those people living higher up in the Northern Hemisphere. It's sort of when you're kind of done with winter or at least starting to feel maybe even like seasonal affective disorder or the blues But interestingly, from a feng shui standpoint and from a five element standpoint, it's a time when water chi, which is the dead of winter, that winter chi, is going to be buffered by earth chi because it's going to eventually move into wood chi, which is spring. So this time of the month is everything is very still and the earth chi is really quiet because it's got it's water and earth chi so it's really cold and still and quiet but know that because this sort of this time is transitioning energetically that wood chi will emerge it's coming so this will help you (laughs) if you do suffer from these kinds of winter blues you know know that that you know nature will continue to cycle and spring will be coming the full moon for January is January the 25th. And the historical names for the full moon are wolf moon, ice moon, old moon, all kind of names that evoke this sense of solace and cold and hollow. And also the wolf moon especially is, you know, when you imagine no leaves on the trees out into the wilderness and the sound of the wolf echoing through because it can, right? It's just a sparse landscape and the wolves, you know, talking to each other. So it's a slightly, you know, cold and maybe a little desolate and tough time of year. But again, seasons change. And so the earth cheese settled in knowing that it will eventually transition into wood cheese.
0: January is also connected to the Zodiac animal, the ox. So that means that it's a great month for the rat so that means laura must really like it in january and i do too actually because i'm a dragon and i feel very comfortable Mm. and with uh quiet and staying in and it's it's one of the few times where it's a relaxing time of year for me honestly and it's also a great month for those born in the year of the snake and the year of the rooster and for those who are born. In the year of the ram or the horse, it's a little bit challenging because it's a confrontational type of chi for you. So listen up to what Laura has to say.
1: (laughs) Nice segue. So the chi of January overall, given the solar terms and what's going on, even culturally in different people's lives, it's a time of reset. I always like to think of this time between the Gregorian calendar New Year, which is January 1st, and the Lunar New Year, which is February 10th. That time in between is a really great time to start considering what you're going to do and how you're going to embrace this new year, okay? Yes, maybe you need to reset, and maybe you need to change and shift the energy. I don't know. You know, it's a time, this is what this, this time is a really great one for exploration. So the earth chi is very still and cold, but it provides that buffer, that boundary between the water chi and the wood. And... Knowing that this, it is a time where it's colder, but the sun is slowly creeping up. It's not as dark as it was last month, you know, at the end of December, the light is coming. So it's an interesting time to contemplate, which is why when I was coming up with the question for the tarot reading, we usually ask, you know, how should our podcast listeners use the energy, blah, 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 something like that. But today I asked, and I think it's probably because it's pretty personal to me right now, is really thinking about reflecting on the year as a whole. And I've been doing a lot of work with, you know, coming up with the word that I want to take with me into the to new year, a lot of meditation and thought, you know, going into it and sitting with these concepts. And so I thought instead of talking, everyone is kind of obsessed with, what are you going to give up this year? What are you going to let go of? What are you going to walk away from? What if we thought about it a little bit differently and sort of reflected on what this year looked like and see what comes up that really like filled your heart, really brought you joy? I don't know, it's sung to you. And so the question I came up with is what do we need to open up to or to hold on to moving into the new year? Okay. During January, moving into the new year. Instead of giving something up, what can we hold on to? So I asked that question. I had a lot of my own thoughts when I did the reading. And I know I was specifically thinking about the word and what I'm, you know, cultivating or want to bring into the new year. And so I'm sure that definitely impacted, but it was a good card I pulled. So I pulled the Empress as the major arcana card that I pull. And that kind of gives you the theme of the month and that speaks to this question. So the Empress card is lots of abundance in this card. It's connected to fertility traditionally and creativity as well. It's a card of positive affirmation. And the overarching theme of the card is about nature if you look at the card she's sitting in nature it's you know this woman sitting on this chair on this not really a throne she's sort of leaning back in this you know big billowy dress and she's got pomegranates all over her dress and she's like trees around her and corn in front it's just like she's just this well demeter is what it's sort of based on right this goddess of you know this bounty and so the overarching theme is, is nature, but also the Empress is very connected to the real world. Like she's really about things, that, material things or things that you're holding onto and that you manifest. And the lesson of her and her, all, all the surroundings is that you need to let nature take its course. So things are going to happen in their own time and cycles of nature and things in nature, you can't force it. You can't make it go quicker. And if you look at the symbols in the card itself, they speak to that. They speak to the idea of, you know, letting things unfold, letting things take their own course, letting nature, you know, exist and and grow. And, you know, the trees symbolize continual growth, like they're rooted in the ground, but they slowly and, and steadfastly, you know, reach for the sky The stream is water, which is emotional. You know, water is always emotions in tarot, but it's also this, you know, this flow because it's a stream that's flowing down. It's taking you from one part of the card to another. And so it's this shifting from one state to another. So again, that's a kind of that theme of letting things take their course, but also growth. There's that underlying theme of growth in there too. So the wheat or corn or whatever you, however you want to describe it in the front foreground of the card is really about germination, growth, but also potential and possibility. So these are all, you know, you look to this card, it's a, it's a really lovely and and really inspiring card about the fact that things will come to fruition, but you have to let them take their course. So what we would say is that what do we need to hold on to or what do we need to maybe bring in or what should we consider bringing into the into this new year is, you know, hold on to your potential for growth and your creative en- energies. But sometimes things might take a little longer to grow and you can't rush it. You can't make that wheat grow faster. You can't make that tree grow faster. You know, you can't make, you know, these things And I mean, you know, these, these fertile and abundance things happen faster, but they will happen. And then I ask the second card I pull is a minor arcana card. And I use this card in this case as a clarification card. Cause I like to see, okay, like how can we embrace this? Like what more information can we get? How can we embrace the energy of the Empress? And the card that I pulled was the two of cups. So the Two of Cups, if you know tarot, Two of Cups is a positive card. It's often called the soulmate card because there's two people. They almost look like Romeo and Juliet. They're each standing there. They're holding cups. But if you kind of pull back from that very kind of literal reading, it's a two, number two, which is about duality, balance, equality. And two is also a very receptive number so there's that idea of receptivity balance you know equanimity and the two people holding those cups those cups are are not tipping right they're solid they're there's so there's a stability in a relationship so there is this idea of a relationship of a partnership but a partner and partnership can mean a lot of different things and you know if we think again back to the empress card you think about okay is there a relationship or can, you know, what kind of relationship would, would help you grow, help that all of those beautiful things that we talked about of the Empress card, what, what could support you to get there, right? Can you come together with someone or yourself, which I'll talk about in a sec, to provide that kind of emotional stability that you need to grow into the Empress, basically, And what kind of relationship could that look like? It could be so many things, right? It could be reconciling and balancing the two sides of you, okay, personally, yourself, maybe public side, private side, I don't know, work side, you know, fun side, serious side, I don't know, just, you know, taking a look at how you can balance those parts of yourself. It could be a business partner, it could be a wellness provider, right? Somebody that can help you, like with your health. It could be a romantic partner, of course, Or it could be soul care for yourself. You could be that for yourself, you know, connecting with yourself so that you can be happy with all parts of yourself. So, you know, how do we get to that empress, that bountiful, beautiful, you know, yes, it takes time, but it will be amazing card is really maybe not doing it alone, right? Maybe, maybe getting some, maybe, maybe, maybe teaming up somehow, whatever that means to you. Angie, anything spark in you from those thoughts?
0: So in terms of feng shui, and then maybe afterwards, you could talk about overall how this comes together for you. I thought a lot about when you talked about that potential in terms of the empress, like, so what can be brought out? that you haven't looked at. So it could be something on a physical level, like something in your home. Maybe it's like that pasta maker that you have that you wanna use one day. Like what do you already have that has a lot of potential for enjoyment or creativity or exploration that you have been overlooking? Like what can you bring out from the dark or the cabinet or storage? Or it could be an outfit or it could be a recipe. And seeing that you don't have to get something new all the time. You don't have to go outside of yourself. It could also be something less physical or tangible, like maybe looking back to what you enjoyed doing as a child or what you really enjoy doing that has nothing to do with your work and touching into that. And then similarly, enjoying the home that you have, the place that you live Instead of thinking, where else can I go to have a better experience? Or how could I have a better home? Or how could I improve my home? Instead of looking for something better, enjoying what you have, appreciating what you have. Because from the Buddhist perspective, they always say that suffering comes from not wanting what you have and wanting what you don't have. So how can you instead appreciate what you Have in and that, and in feng shui terms, appreciating your home, even including all of the challenges, because those challenges are always there no matter what, instead of trying to trade up to the next best thing or to trade up to like a great vacation and have like this great vacation experience and only to come back home. And then when you talked about finding stability with the two of cups, and so that brought in the imagery of the mountain, which is gun position, which in the Bagua gun is self-knowledge, self-cultivation. So really maybe exploring that area of your home, which is related to this mountain and the stability and it's slow and steady, and maybe working with patience in your life and in your home and with your household. And then finally, like another to touch into the Two of Cups is this idea of being receptive. So maybe exploring like the bowls that you have in your home. Bowls are receptive. Maybe try drinking, well, you have to drink something out of a bowl or a cup, right? It has to be able to hold something. So even something so interesting could be just to practice eating from bowls rather than plates where things fall off, just to notice, notice what, it, what the difference is when you have something that's being held. Versus something that is being presented or opened or shared. So what can you just hold? And what does your home hold? And what does your body hold? And see how all those metaphors trickle into different areas of your life.
1: Yeah. And I think those are good ways because the reading tells you to look maybe to find this partnership or emotional support. But you can also take on these things yourself and explore this. You might not need someone else to be that for you. And those exercises of exploring your home and doing that might be exactly what you need. So again, instead of letting go or giving up a habit, right, and then frustrating yourself and kicking yourself because you're not going to stick with it, think of something that you want to keep that you want to embrace in the new year and think about something you're you, personally that you do, that you love about yourself, that you find that you're excellent at or, you and, and really, you know, think about that and then do the work where you actually start physically looking at your space and seeing, okay, what am I not using that I love and I want to start using again? It's really that simple. And while you're kind of walking through this thing and thinking about, or maybe you do need to, you know, find emotional support, from someone else and and a partner which is totally fine but really explore what fills your heart what is filling your heart that is giving you back what you need right so embrace your inner empress your creative spark this abundance and you know trust that when you start to explore the idea of partnership and wholeness that it's um, something that And that fills your heart, but that also gives back to you that you give your heart to it. And it gives back to you that there's a, there's a reciprocal relationship, whatever that is. Okay. So I think there's lots of things overall. I, I, I think the message I would say is, is you have this creative spark, you have this seed, like the Empress card in you be patient, let it grow and try to embrace that idea instead of feeling that you have to constantly let go of things in order to make yourself better because that's not true
0: (laughs) well thank you so much laura that's a great way to start the year and happy new year to all of you all of our listeners we want to thank you so much for listening to us all these years since this podcast started in 2015 so we're really so grateful for each of you So Happy New Year to everyone. We hope you're looking forward to all the exciting Lunar New Year episodes coming up this month. So stay tuned for that. And we already started with one on Christmas with Katie Hess. Anyway, so you'll have a lot. You have a lot of fun episodes coming up. And thank you so much for listening to the Holistic Spaces podcast. We're here every Monday with a new podcast episode. And you can always support the podcast by checking out our Feng Shui certification course. And we even have a mini course right now, a Feng Shui reset program to welcome the year of the dragon. If you'd like to explore the world of Feng Shui on an even deeper level, visit our website, mindfuldesignschool.com. And you can see us on Instagram too, at mindfuldesignschool. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next week.